0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of
1: what, Terrence? Good old humor, man.
0: Good old humor. Well, it feels yeah. like
1: ages ago since we recorded man. Uh yeah, because the last one the last time we did uh current affairs the news one things. was uh yeah, before the last podcast, which was uh yeah, about almost a week ago, yeah. Yeah, man. And these days, mm. so much can happen in one week,
0: as I'm sure we are. We all know not even one week, we were, man. One
1: weekend, right?
0: Yeah, one one fucking weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, but I will curb my emotions. Mm. Uh, in the meantime, before we we di- deep dive into the topic, correct. Uh, but should we do do the plug? Do the honors? Please do. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. So, um. You, what well, where should I start? Okay, so recently we launched sales for a little pet project that we have uh, tested once. We had one run of sales back in June and it is the newest version of Folklory.com, which is a service that we created, we started, Terrence and I, uh, where we offer people the chance to create these little audio gifts in the form of like a personal podcast uh, for the people that you care about, you know the people that matter to you, to capture their stories, their memories, and you literally don't have to do anything except go to the website, um, choose uh, the the number of episodes you want, and we will reach out to a person of your choice. It could be your brother, your brother's friend, and we will do a forty-five minute interview with them online, remote, and package it into a, a thirty-minute podcast yeah. just for you. And I'm not, if um, I'm not
1: wrong, we actually have an excerpt from something that we've done before right
0: yeah it was actually the recording that first gave us an idea like oh shit this could be something and it is a a short little excerpt from uh, a conversation i had with my own mom Mm. Uh, and and the quality of this is kind of like what the quality would be of the personal podcast if you would like one so without further ado here's my mom So last time, what did you imagine your life at 70 to look like? Relaxing, very (laughs) relaxing. All you both married with kids and all that in your own houses. And Uh I just in the background, just walking around, going out whenever I want, coming back whenever I want, the house is clean. (laughs) And then now what's the reality? (laughs) Reality is house is still messy. Too much noise on weekends. (laughs) Too much work on weekends. So anyway, I take time on a weekdays to rest. Yeah, so if you want something like that, it'll be a 30-minute episode. Just check us out at folklory.com, F-O-L-K-L-O-R-Y.com. Um, the website, self-explanatory. Uh, and yeah, once you... Or, or, it'll start with just a short call with us to understand who you need us to talk to, what it is about, and we will take it from there. And you can just sit back and relax
1: and wait for a perfect gift For the upcoming Christmas. Mm. Maybe maybe it might not even be a gift for somebody. Maybe it could be your own way of just uh, memorializing the past year for yourself. You know what I mean?
0: Memorializing, yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: uh, I mean, someone, uh, people have always told us that listening to our podcast sometimes feels like stepping back in time, like a time capsule, because it brings them back Mm. to, you know, a more innocent time, you know, when we were like, oh, joking about early strains of COVID in twenty late 2019, early 2020. And then look at where we yeah. are now. Yeah. Look at where we are now. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, even that the one thing that I recorded with my mom
0: is one of the most memorable things I have of her, more so than a picture or a video. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you like something like that, please check us out at the link in the show yeah. notes.
1: But uh, okay, that's and, now we're done with the Sales mode. Yes. Uh, let's yeah, jump into the, the main topic. <laughs> no, it's
0: a sad mode. Yeah. The sad mode. The sad. The why, why, sad mode. The sad. Why, coming why, so, back sad, to the why so sad? Why so sad?
1: What is this topic about?
0: Uh, it is the this new little thing called Omicron, mm. which is uh, taken the world by storm.
1: Yeah, just over and the for weekend, all right? the bad reasons. Literally over the weekend. Yeah, yeah it became a new uh, like a big thing that everyone's talking about.
0: Yeah, actually, over the weekend, it kind of like the shit hit the mm. fan, lah. But before that, I think everyone was sniffing it out. You know, you could detect the scent of worry in the mm. air. But I think by and large, people are like, you know what? Let's just let's just look another way mm. and hope for the yeah. best. And then now it's unavoidable because the, the Omic- Omicron st- uh, strain of the COVID virus is now kind of just spreading all over the fucking world. Yeah.
1: Like. And we're talking about literally it started, I think it was first reported on November 24th, 24th November uh, from South mm. Africa. And now it has been detected yeah. in over a dozen countries already, so so it's uh yes. I mean it's it's yeah it's not nothing to mess around with, man.
0: Yeah, so so I mean, like uh, as as if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that we we try to talk about things other than COVID, mm. but sometimes you can't run away from it. Mm. And why did you want to talk about this? What what made you say you know what, fuck it, we have to talk about this? I mean,
1: it's um. You know it's the time of the year everyone's making plans for the year-end 5 person party or they're making plans to travel and uh, even our even I don't know if you you noticed but yesterday the prime minister of Malaysia took a bus to Singapore man he, I know as part of the, the new ex-prime land. minister yeah, ex ex-prime prime minister no, no 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 the current prime minister he's on the official oh, state visit to Singapore yeah oh the Malaysian because PM. Najib is also Najib, Najib is, is also in Singapore yeah he's here to visit family <laughs> Uh, Malaysian so. Prime Minister Ismail is uh, in Singapore, and he had a yeah. big, you know, a big uh, sort of a press hoo-ha with Lee Sian Long outside the first VTL bus that was, uh, you know, arriving in Singapore and all that. Uh. So mm. it's just uh you know, it just feels like we are just like getting back into the the realm of 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 normality, and then all of a sudden, like this, um, um, uh. I always Omicron. Have, Omicron. Yeah, Omicron. I keep thinking yeah. of that Transformers, Unicron. Uh, when, every time I have to say that word. Um, but mm. yeah, we we seem to be getting back And Then all of a sudden, like we're back to like, oh fuck, we gotta worry about this this strain, this variant again. La. So um what we're seeing now is that some countries like uh Israel and Japan, they have rushed to close their borders entirely to foreign travelers. Mm. Uh some countries, you know, are taking uh, a bit more precautions. Uh, like Singapore, you know, we've I think they've we've deferred several uh, VTLs. Three to, VTLs. Yeah, yeah, to to especially to the Middle East, uh, mm. Africa definitely Africa lah. Uh, mm. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting that to 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 think about what Singapore's strategy could be going forward lah. Assuming that mm. everything we hear about Om- Omicron is as bad as it sounds la. But what have you heard so far about Omicron that that makes you sad la, As you said.
0: I mean, like, uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this because it's less about, you know, predicting what Singapore is going to do. But to me, it is to to just deal with it. La. Mm. Because I honestly... I mean, I don't know whether I mentioned on this podcast uh, before that uh, I will... I mean, I do have plans to travel at the end of the year. Mm. But even then, right? I mean, it's it's to Europe. But even then, if that is... Not say the priority. La. For me, if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Mm. But it is... It is the general state of like, oh shit, you know, for a while things were looking up mm. and I'm processing thoughts. And hopefully if you're listening to this, um, like uh, it, it also would help you process it, wrap your heads around it, uh, maybe laugh at some of the, the lighter aspects of it. Um, but but yeah, it's just dealing with it. Like, because right now, I, I think, okay, so first of all, my question was, uh yeah, the timeline from uh, November 23rd, it was discovered in... Uh, Botswana, I think, and then there were cases in South Africa, Hong Kong, and Botswana. Then, um, initially, my first question was like, wait, if this is the Omicron variant, uh, variant, we've only heard of Omicron, you know, the Delta, the Mu, and and the first iteration of it. Mm. What is it about this variant that people are kind of shitting their pants? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Because, I mean, even though it skipped some some, uh, Greek alphabets, like what a uh, Nu and c si, right mm. which in itself caused some controversies because uh you know c si is the surname of the chinese premier mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i was thinking like yeah what i mean the the delta the it, it started it took like 3 to 4 months i think to kind of spread throughout the the world mm. to the point where people were were seeing those cases uh be the overwhelming uh primary strain like. but in this case i think what alerted the researchers was the number of mutations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if, if, from what I read correctly, it is uh, about 50 mutations, which, I mean, all the previous variants have a ton of mutations, but of the 50, 32 are on the three spike proteins. La. And mm-hmm. essentially, the spike proteins, I think there are three spike proteins, uh, which are certain folds of the virus that the vaccine attacks. La. Mm-hmm. So seeing the mutations in those spike proteins kind of means like, oh shit, is the virus, uh, is the
1: is the vaccine going to work? La? I what think the viru- that's why... You're saying the virus is adapting uh, or evolving in in light of the vaccine. Yeah. In, to, and do, I think that was a known thing, vaccine. right?
0: Sorry, what? Yeah, that there was there was a known thing. The moment the WHO decided the nomenclature for uh, variants, I think the whole world kind of figured, okay, this virus is going to mutate, it's mm. going to change. Mm. But I think the extent of mutations on this is what has alerted the researchers and scientists and health officials. La. Yeah. So looking at that, I was like, oh shit. And you know when they are detecting uh, strains um, in various countries, chances are it has already spread. La. It's like when you see mold on bread. La. Yeah. The mold is all over the place really. It's just the ones that you see are the ones that are just building their condos on the bread already. La.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So so that that was what I was like, hmm, okay this this feels uh feels different from previous mutations, but so painfully familiar.
1: Yeah, I think the, the also the other big issue is that the Delta variant was able to spread around quite quickly because it also came around at a time when, uh, at the start, near the start of this year, when uh, mm. countries were starting to open up again, right? Uh, mm, they, they correct. Air travel, they're starting to resume. No, not necessarily air travel so much, but just even like intra-country travel and everything. Uh, so, but now is a totally different time when everyone has like sort of tasted a bit more freedom already. And like, I mean, we literally discussed this. Like, people are taking the streets to protest against lockdowns and measures. Like. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some of these protests even turning violent. So, wow, it's going to be a tall order to suddenly convince everyone again, you got to stay indoors one more time and get one more vaccine shot to stay safe. Like.
0: Yeah. But the other interesting thing is like, um, I think when Delta was spreading, everyone was kind of like, oh, shit, you know, got to gotta be precautious. Or at least that was the feeling I remember. Like, mm-hmm. Now, um, I think one school of thought, if you read, some people are saying that, okay, some doctors in South Africa said, okay, the, the Omicron cases they saw were a lot milder. Mm-hmm. So there's no cause for concern. Um, some people are saying that if you are vaccinated, it, it there, there is some some use uh, uh, in combating this or at least protecting you a bit more. Then yeah. someone, people like President Biden in the US says he has committed to no lockdowns, mm. right? He guarantees no lockdowns, which feels a little premature. Mm. Um, and then you get the CEO of Moderna who says that it's highly likely that the vaccines will not be able to deal with the Omicron virus, which means I'm like... Um I'm like, wait, you're the CEO of a pharmaceutical company. Is that just are you being precautious or are you also kind of like uh saying what
1: you have to say la? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I mentioned before la, that um yeah, we, we you, you know you, you do need to try and uh you need you need to trust the science behind all this la, but also understand that The science the, or the science? The the science, yeah. The science, science yeah. behind okay. all, all of this. But uh, it's also important to understand who is the one disseminating information, right? And, mm. and, and make an assessment of, you know, like how uh, credible a source the person is as well. Um, I mean, you know, right now, if a politician is telling me, uh, is it, talking about, the uh, Omicron virus like they know it. Like obviously, I mean highly unlikely that they they know that much that they can make such like what you said are uh, sweeping statements, like no lockdowns at all. Um mm. but, you know, uh and yeah la, the Moderna CEO, uh because apparently what he said also like caused the stock market to to dip quite a bit. Yeah. La, right. Yeah. So so he's got a lot of uh he's got a lot of riding on on that la, right now. Um mm. as in the stock price of his company and all that too. So so we we just got to, I think you can can't help but be a little cautious la. I mean I'm I'm still I'm still of the 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 ilk that it's, it's better to not get COVID than to than to uh than to get it la How about you? Uh? are you in the camp? Like let's just all get COVID. Oh yeah la, and of then course lah, get la. COVID. Yeah, of course lah. I think. Mm. I mean,
0: the thing is like yeah, you can get COVID, but maybe you have some existing health complication that you never knew of or. Yeah. Like everybody thinks their immune system is great, so if you ask me, yeah, I also would prefer to not get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when Joe Rogan was having that podcast with the uh, Doctor Gupta from CNN, Joe Rogan. I don't know whether he was joking or not, but he was saying, you know, the best thing he would recommend is to get COVID and let your immune system build up
1: if you're healthy, like If you're young and healthy, yeah.
0: Then I'm yeah. like, uh, is that the best idea?
1: Yeah, and I mean, considering uh, so again, you also got to consider who Joe Rogan is, lah. He's a guy mm. who has a lot of resources at his, dis- at his disposal. So even yeah. if he gets COVID, he's got a whole arsenal and a hu- huge bank account to help him, you know, get through, you know, try all sorts of medications from all over the world, flying doctors and things like that to help him get well. Uh, yeah, And, and, yeah, and yeah. that's, he also, There's, I mean, he's able to eat very healthy, very healthy foods and eat supplements and every single meal. You know, and 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 just, just basically take care of his body, like right. And that shit mm. costs money. And and so he he's speaking from that position of like, yeah, he's able to afford all of that as well. Like. So yeah. I would even even if you're like just someone who generally tries their best to eat healthy and all these things, I would still say it's a very different case when someone like Joe Rogan saying, Oh yeah, doesn't doesn't worry me much about getting COVID versus a normal person. Like. Because I mm, I think you exactly. and I, yeah, you and I we literally know people. Like like first hand who who got COVID and ended up in ICU and, and, and everything like right. So yeah. it and then hearing the story I was like, "Wow, well, shit, I totally do not wish this upon even my worst enemy la. Yeah. I mean I guess that's the that's the thing now which
0: is it feels new, like the, previously, when Delta was spreading, uh, the vaccines were just, I think, either beginning or in the midst of being rolled out uh, in countries across the world. Mm. Now, we are at this point where you're getting protests against vaccination. You're getting some sort of distrust uh, in governments, even in countries like Singapore. And that is what is somewhat worrying. I think Ong Kang himself has said... This should not be a reason for vaccine delay. La. If you mm-hmm. haven't taken your vaccine now, don't think that it is better for you to wait till we have more info on Omicron, uh, Omic- Omic- fucking name Omicron, Omicron, mm-hmm. uh, before you decide. La. Because I think Moderna has said as early as January they can be shipping uh, vaccines uh, that are adapted to Omicron. La. So you mm. can imagine the difficulty already trying to push people to take the vaccines, which the CEO of Moderna says is highly unlikely is going to be um, able to deal with Omicron, and his company itself is going to be shipping stuff in January. So I think that's damn tricky, and then also mm. the you know the the negative, um, uh, the, the negative perspectives that are attached to countries from where variants emerge I think a few African politicians I think the Prime Minister of South Africa has kind of urged people to lift bans uh, of, of travellers from African countries la, mm. saying that it is unfair and it will hurt the people of Africa so it feels like oh shit is that, is, that, is that wise for a leader to say something like that when the cases did originate in countries in Africa so if it isn't the the wisest or the most global thinking thing? Then is it more a political thing? So that that, that is this new kind of fucking uh, mess that that seems to that struck me as being different from the last time, Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I I think uh, The important thing is that uh, I think it was quite responsible that South mm. Africa came forward very quickly after the scientists found out found found this new variant and all that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think within an hour or something. Yeah, and and they they came out and uh, I guess came out and alerted everyone as quickly as possible. So uh, and they seem very transparent about it. So uh, kudos to the South African uh, scientific community there. But uh, mm. yeah, I mean we. I mean right now all you can do is just really sit back and wait, lah. Uh, and there's really not much you can you can uh, do. You know, in addition to what you're already doing. To to combat this this particular strain. Um mm. obviously, yeah, la, go you know, if, if you're still not vaccinated, really, I think go and get the vaccine. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about about that, that but whole then thing. Is la. it
0: is it gonna affect your own behavior or not? Because there was there was an article in Singapore about how Singapore diners are already kind of changing their behavior uh in terms of maybe if they were thinking of meeting with their whole family in the next few weeks, they're kind of changing or making maybe plans for Christmas lah. Mm. You know, just preparing for that. Is this going to impact your decisions in any way or you not know, going
1: forward? Uh yeah, I mean definitely just still staying away from overly crowded places lah. Right. Mm. Uh, I, I think if you keep within the restrictions of gathering in no more than a group of five, and you stay away from crowded places, you are you are doing what you can already lah. Right uh so, so I I'm, I'm not going to be more conservative than Mr Lawrence Wong himself and You're not going Tanjung Beach Club or anything uh? No no no, unfortunately don't don't think so mm. uh, yeah but uh mm. but yeah we 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 just have to uh I mean the that, that, it's just, it's so crazy right that this this these couple of years like you know 5 years ago it was all about oh do you uh, are you iPhone user Android user and now it's all about oh are you Pfizer or are you Moderna you know, or if mm. that's the kind of thing that that's the kind of branding that we like to talk about already these days, uh. and it's like that's what you talk about with your friends, uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about. I talk about. What kind about, of friends oh. you got? Yeah. No, I mean, I ask people, hey, you you got booster shot, uh. yeah? Then, or are you, <laughs> the are f- you Pfizer <laughs> cow or are you Moderna cow or is it the the yang You know, the Michael Jackson. You mix both. Ah, uh, the yin yang. Yeah, yeah which, which they said <laughs> they you know there's Some people say you you do the yin yang is actually more effective and everything. So. Like you then you start planning, like you start thinking, oh, what should I do? Should I take Madonna? I heard people get headache, that kind of thing. You know, so it's it's worth a discussion, like, yeah. Then Sinovac, Sinovac, you got any
0: friends who took Sinovac or not? Yeah, I did. De- that's I, what the do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the, people the, who took that's Sinovac. What, yeah.
1: what beverage is that? The what, what beverage has come from China? The those like uh like you know the three leg uh, three leg water, that kind of thing. <laughs> mm. Three-legged water—the <laughs> one, that, one that's supposed to stop you from being getting like fever or something like that. So
0: you got like Kopi Te Yuan Yang and three-legged water. Yeah, ah. yeah,
1: three-legged water. Yeah, yeah. Three-legged water, not yeah. three-legged water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my right. that's, that's my mix. Eh. That's my mix. Yeah, that's no. your
0: mix. But then I guess, like, just reading these articles, I. I mean, the one thing that struck me was when when I read, it's almost two years, no? Mm. Like, two years ago in 2019 was when uh, there were first uh, rumblings around November 30th or late December where things were emerging in China Mm. and then people were like, what is this? Oh, you know, life was still going on and it just feels, I think that's why maybe people uh, like countries and all um, are are kind of like going all out to to protect this because we have all seen how shitty things can be if things are not curbed. And I think, in some way, it's better to be proactive mm. but wrong rather than less active or inactive but uh, right. La. Yeah. No, wait. Proactive and wrong versus inactive and wrong. Right? Uh, correct, Is that the correct, comparison? Yeah. Correct, correct. You're talking about like false yeah. positives and all that, la, right? I, like, I, I guess so. La. I know, so, yeah. it's better. Yeah. And, and you can't really blame the authorities uh, I think the analogy that was used again by I think Ong Yik was was uh, we are playing a game of snakes and ladders lah. Mm. So I don't know how much of the younger population know that of the game called snakes and ladders. Yeah. You know, maybe that reveals your age. Yeah. But it's basically this board game where yeah you go up, climb the levels. You use ladders to climb up. You hit a snake, you go down like five levels
1: la. Yeah. And I thought that was a a painfully uh, apt analogy. Yeah, I wish there was a more updated. Uh, more updated yes, uh, yeah. game that he could reference, uh. like maybe I don't know, Secret, rather than Secret Hitler, maybe it's like a uh, Secret Strain or something, uh, you know. <laughs> I, think analogy, I think that's a that's horrible analogy. I think that's a horrible. That's because you. Analogy. That's because you don't like the game. I hate the game. You're yeah, biased yeah, it's against too,
0: it. <laughs> it's, it's
1: too intense. Because you've got personal it's bias too against intense. it. Yeah. And
0: Terrence is annoyingly good at it because he's just a manipulative, conniving. Uh, asshole, like, Whereas I'm genuine and sincere, and I cannot uh, lie if it's not uh, acting. So
1: basically, everyone who beat you in the game is a manipulative asshole. Like, including yep, Mona exactly. And Noah and everyone. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay.
0: All, all <laughs> conniving,
1: manipulative people. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, lah, Speaking of conniving, manipulative, oh, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Before oh, yeah.
0: like before before that before that, like I also wanted to just give an idea because for me it's like okay, mm. this is where we are at. What are the next few weeks gonna be be like, or what can we kind of Expect love because I found it surprising that Delta took three to four months to be deemed like okay the the fucking super variant. Mm. I thought it was faster than that. Oh Um, and and I read this one article which kind of hopefully might might be useful in helping people think of what the next few weeks could look like. Mm. Um essentially, uh yeah, now probably like every country is is potentially finding Omicron cases in their own countries. I think Singapore had two cases uh, that were travelling from Johannesburg, South Africa, to Australia, that transited in Changi Airport. And the seven passengers who uh, were in close contact, I think, are now being uh, uh, isolated at the National Centre for Infectious Diseases. Mm. So so anyway, yeah, by the first week of December, there will be some prelim information. So this is all based on an article on uh, Yahoo News that kind of talks about uh, what we can expect. Like. So mm. first week of December, prelim info on transmission and severity. Um, after December 7 or so early data on immune evasion will begin to surface so it's just about uh, for people who are vaccinated or people who are infect- previously infected people who have recovered What how they are reacting to the virus mm. Um, mm. by mid-January 2022 existing vaccines could be updated if necessary because Pfizer and Moderna are already working their asses off to, to update their mRNA vaccines mm. and then like February the new uh, vaccine could be ready to ship yeah. and that is around the time when we understand the extent to which Omicron has has traversed the world which is a lot longer than I thought and if it is if it's, if the rumours that is more spreadable than Delta are true it would probably be earlier than that like, that we would see so it's still going to be a few weeks
1: before we have any idea how potent this variant is like. mm, mm, yeah it's gonna be yeah, if, man. Yeah, everyone, put on your seatbelts. You know, because keep your o- love also. Ones this close. is flu season, right? This exactly. is flu season when time. when viruses tend to spread because
0: of the weather. Yeah. So, ah, oh, right? man, uh, man.
1: But yeah mm. So uh, maybe we can uh, talk about uh, something a bit less bleak, which mm. is our second topic. Uh, did I disrupt your segue and no, caused you to have such a it wasn't, terrible segue? No, it wasn't a segue. It was I was going to talk about um uh you 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 know there's an ongoing case of uh where uh one of the unvaccinated people is suing the Singapore government for crimes against humanity, right? The, no, uh, the I do Basically, Iris Co. Oh, oh, oh Iris, Iris Co. Okay okay, okay, okay. She she's yeah. la, she's suing Singapore for crimes against humanity, like The government of Singapore. So, did she
0: also did did she also apologize for or calling people to flood
1: the uh, MOH uh, call know. lines. I don't know if she apologized for that, but but now the now the lawsuit is about. Yeah, she was a sue Singapore, la. So oh oh no, she did apologize as of oh, eight hours did. ago.
0: Okay, okay, let November, yeah. Uh, but maybe just yeah. apologize one. But carry on, yeah. Okay, yeah. never mind. Go on. Yes. So I
1: mean, I mean, if if anything, I guess uh, yeah la, the, the if anything, this this news is just going to embolden uh vaccine anti vaxxers like right mm, mm, be saying oh you see exactly. we told you it was useless and all that kind of thing but uh yeah. yeah I think important again you know uh understand that that uh this is an evolving situation and everyone's just trying to play catch up. Lah. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway to, to really segue over uh there w- recently there was a I mean everyone knows of the global uh dystopian Hit a series that was Squid Game, uh, mm. on Netflix. Everyone watched it, lah. But, uh, just this past week, it, it sort of blew up again. La, and, and and why is that so? And what is our top ne- next topic about?
0: It is um, the the controversy surrounding one of the, the one of the most viral videos in the world, uh, at this point in time, which mm. is a video. Created by Mr. Beast, mm. whom, if you haven't heard of, right, is a fucking phenomenal uh, content creator who lives on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, wherever. Mm. He has 84, 86, 80, 80, 80 plus million subscribers on YouTube alone. Um, and his videos are all insanely uh, big scale and ridiculous. Like You open up a store and give thousands of products away to to people on the street. He'll have this contest like, okay, last person with a hand on the car, on a Lambo, wins the Lambo. And he's grown over the past few years and he's only 23. La. Mm-hmm. So his most recent video, which is currently trending at number one in Singapore, uh, probably at number one or the top three all around the world, is a remake. is a 20-minute video that re-enacts all six uh, games in the Squid Game uh, show la, to ridiculous uh, scale and similarity la mm, mm. and i think right now it is uh, clocking in like 115 million views in like a few days uh within the first 24 hours you got 42 million views mm. and it and it's like just it's insane like it's insane i i think everyone should watch it just to understand the context of how insane it is for an independent youtube creator to make yeah but but there's a big controversy la
1: uh, yeah, and the, and the controversy is... is more because of uh, commentary that, or reactions that people are having right towards this video. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly one yeah. one coming specifically from uh, a YouTube executive. Uh, mm. I think is it his his Twitter username is Every Vowel, right? Uh, is that the Yo Yohei Yoshi? Yeah, John John Yushay, uh who's mm. at Every Vowel, and uh, he he tweeted about. Uh, I think he tweeted it in support of the the news about uh, about Mr. Beast's video. Uh mm. wait did he take it down already? I haven't He's I don't think he's a YouTube executive. He's oh, actually he's not... a writer for
0: Forbes and Time.
1: Oh. Yeah. I don't know how I saw it as a YouTube.
0: He's and... a creator and advisor. He used to work at YouTube. He used oh, okay, to work okay. at YouTube. Okay,
1: X ex YouTube. Executive. I see, I see, I see. Uh yeah, but he yeah. came out and he he just basically praised um Mr Beast's uh what do you call it? Huh? Yeah, I mean his video on Squid Game la. Uh he, yeah. I mean uh I think it's worth quoting it's it's kind of uh it's kind of silly. Uh I mean in, mm. my, in my opinion la. Uh yeah, um, we- I okay, I finally have it in front of me. He says Mr. Beast's Squid Games video. 103 million views in four days. It took seven weeks to make. Netflix's game, uh, Squid Game series, 111 million views in 30 days. It took 10 years to make. More views, less time, fewer gatekeepers. That's the promise of the creator economy. And so that's, that's, yeah. that was uh, John Ushay's tweet. Um, I mean, basically he's saying that, yeah, that, Mr. Beast with fewer resources, fewer... Uh, less time and, and without like a, you know middleman telling him what to do and everything he created something that got more or is about to surpass the actual series the number of views la, and it took mm. less time to make as well la. and that mm. is the that is the promise of the creator economy yeah yeah. so there was a huge I mean, backlash was... against that la, right
0: yeah um, and I mean, there was also a Vice article mm. uh, that was titled, Mr. B Squid Game Ripoff" is exactly the kind of video YouTube rewards. Mm. Uh, and it goes on to say, while the video is popular, it's a reductive ripoff of the original, not a triumph for the creator economy. Mm. So the writer basically says that, um, yeah, like, this is not based on original work. Mm. Um, it is just a rip-off. And this is unfortunately the kind of videos that YouTube loves to proclaim about. Like, because um, it also has an ad in the middle of it for yeah. for, for brawl stars or something saying yeah. so essentially Mr. Beast would have profited from the video yeah. and it was kind of like dismissive of online creators yeah. so I guess I guess the overall backlash to summarize is uh, some people feel that this guy literally re like recreated like to crazy detail like you've seen Mm, squid mm, game mm. and you think this is a shitty low budget remake it's insane how closely he has replicated the six games Mm. so some people are saying you didn't really add anything um you just copied it and you got 456 people in and gave one of them the winner four hundred and fifty-six thousand, so that's one thing it it is a blatant copy it's not even trying to adapt it Mm. the second thing is some of the more i guess uh, philosophical people are saying this goes against what the show is talking about in the first place, like how the rich exploit the poor. Yeah. So, here is this guy bringing in these people who are all desperate for money and kind of profiting himself. La. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, for his own, own entertainment, la, right?
0: Yeah, for his own entertainment and for his yeah. fans' entertainment, la, which yeah. is kind of similar to the story in Squid Game where you get this bunch of the the VIPs, la, right? Mm. So, with that full context, what are your thoughts? Uh?
1: I mean, uh actually you are a very big fan of Mr. Beast, right? Yeah, I am, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe interesting to hear your thoughts first, huh? mm,
0: I think so. I guess.
1: Uh
0: I mean it's it's actually insane and like admirable how he has gone within four to five years uh from recording videos via his webcam on his computer just saying stuff like uh, reading the dictionary from A to Z in a 17-hour video to building something as crazy as this. La. Mm. Um, so, I guess the one thing that it did rub me a bit of the wrong way was when I saw the ad in the middle of it. La. Mm. Uh, because I think creating a show, creating something that is of original IP is so fucking hard. Mm. Um, and I know like for creative commons, it basically says that you can use other people's content and as long as you're adding commentary over it or remixing it or adapting it, it's fair game. Mm. Um, but in this case, it felt like the games are the same, the look is the same. Um, okay, that's still like... Um, okay, like it's almost like a, a, a cover of a song mm. to some extent. But when I saw the ad in the middle, I was like, hmm, that means in some way you are profiting from Someone else's IP la. Mm. and all he says at the end is like you know thanks to the creator of Squid Game it was a huge
1: inspiration for
0: this video and that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so your your so, thought your your end your end feeling was kind of like disgust. Mm. I would not say disgusted la, but
0: mm. Mm, like uh, it wasn't. I, I think I'm more towards like uh, that's uh, I I I would prefer if he kind of adapted it, changed it or something because as it stands it it does feel like a Copy that is profiting from
1: someone else's IP, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. The the that's the, what also similar to what I was thinking that maybe there this uh, every vowel guy John uh, John Yushay. I think yeah, la, it, It's very reductive kind of reasoning, right? Just you look at the numbers and, and you're comparing how many years it took to make how many weeks. I mean, like it's two totally different platforms, la, Right? A YouTube video versus a Netflix show that, that everyone sits down and watches for eight hours and talks and creates content around and parodies and everything. It's, I like, like Squid Game was a real cultural phenomenon, right? Uh, a mm, non mm. a non English, ultra uh, violent, uh, you know, almost science fiction y kind of show from South Korea, making it into the mainstream in the US, making, you know, Americans watch. Uh, the bulk of the show and then read subtitles and everything uh, yeah. and all of them all of the people involved became global stars overnight like right so mm. so it really was like a cultural phenomenon like, whereas this Mr Beast thing yeah it's a nice little tribute la like, right it's a tribute video of anything like right uh, yeah. it's not it's yeah. not easy in itself but it's not like it was the original thing that that that, that really brought audiences and, and everyone together discussing what is happening. We just watch it and we're like, oh that's that's pretty cool. That's that's interesting. Is but I wouldn't uh, yeah I, I I could barely even sit through the full twenty five minutes of it lah to be honest. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It was wasn't why fun. why? I mean it's just like just recreating all the different games. I just want to see at the end who who won or who didn't win, like you know. It's not like mm. there was any real drama to it or anything. It was just yeah, la, people playing the actual games itself and and, and all that. So it wasn't mm. particularly exciting to me, and then you know, just the offer. All the winner gets gets money. Okay, you know, like you yeah, say, like were, it was just a very those... cynical attempt. It just I mean, on on all everyone who participated in it is really just for the money. Even down to the creator himself it's just for the money, like Right? Um,
0: yeah. So I mean, like uh, I I know just reading on Reddit and all, apparently I the, I could find more comments kind of saying that what's wrong with this? You know, mm. it's still. It wouldn't exist, uh, as uh, if not for the original thing. And for years to come, people are going to be remembering the show as opposed to this la because this is after mm. all just, it's like a song cover la. Yeah. Um. So so there's there's nothing wrong with that. And ultimately, the 456 people, uh, I- every participant received some money. The second guy got ten thousand. The winner mm. got 456 thousand. Um. And Mister B spent apparently three point five million dollars to pull it off la mm. Um. Mm. So when I was looking at that, I was like, wait, am I being too too woke or too virtue signaling? But I can also recall many times seeing people say they have no, they don't see the issues of, say, one Facebook page that is aiming to curate content, uh, uploading the content of someone else in exchange for exposure and shit like that yeah. which I think if you're outside of the creator economy, maybe or, or uh, if you don't create content yourself, maybe it's it's not the clearest why that is a big issue. Mm. Uh, in the sense that we have had our videos ripped off and if other people are building a business around your content uh, and offering you exposure, that's, that's kind of fucked up. La. Mm. Um, so in this case, it felt like the fact that he's profiting from it and it almost feels like it is really a reenactment uh, of everything and all it is is the last thing just saying, uh, yeah, you know, thank uh, shoot, shout out to the creator. This Your show has been a big inspiration for this video.
1: I'm like, that's it? That's yeah. fucking it. <laughs> even down to you think about it's not just the creator, right? It's the costume designers, the set designer, the art director, yeah. even the cinematographer who made everything look good and all this. How about all these people also being credited and, and you know getting something like like something from some form of payment from for for you recreating everything they did without their consent, lah, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. like, just, as, as much as we say it's just an innocent thing. The fact that money, you know, changed hands, you know, someone got, someone walked away with a lot of money, uh, more than one person walked away with money, like, right, uh, mm. but but the you know the people who were actually involved in the original production probably didn't have a cut of it, like, unless unless there's some under under table deal between Netflix and YouTube or Netflix and Mr Beast that we don't know about, like. But but don't remember that time? Don't you remember that time when we were first, I think, setting out to create uh our first TV show? She's a terrorist, and I love her. Then around mm. around that time, I remember we just happened to have the chance to have a breakfast meeting with, well, I won't say who but one of the world's um, biggest, most influential uh, Facebook video creators lah, you know. Mm. And then mm. and then I think I just, Why I can't can say who Why can I, don't, say want, who? I just don't want to say who It's <laughs> not about, I mean, it's not. It doesn't really matter who, but it's just the crux of the conversation. Not not him lah. But then his I think his posse came to join in the meeting later. Uh, then mm. one of his his sidekicks also another. A very influential uh, creator himself. We were talking about, oh, what we're doing, what we're up to now, we're like, yeah, we're just, uh, you know, we're assembling a crew to to shoot a, a TV show and all that. And I remember he was just like, why would you want to do that? You know? I shoot, I use this camera, one camera, one man, and I shoot one video. How many millions of views? And, you know, why would you need a crew of 30 people to shoot? Blah, blah, blah? You know? And, yeah, you know, it, it, I mean, not not that he... I don't think he meant it in a way that was like, like trying to put us down or anything. Because that was probably mm. literally what he thinks. Like, why would you need to collaborate with anyone else when you can just shoot something yourself and then get a million views? Like, like, like like he and his boss always do, like, right? Mm-hmm. Uh so, so but but that to me, uh it, it did rub me a bit the wrong way, in the sense that I think over time, as you spend more time in the industry, you also understand that different platforms have different uh have different ways of doing things and different different expertise. You need a different kind of expertise in each different platform, right? And to just because you're successful one particular platform that that seems to be the hot thing right now, doesn't always mean that it translates to everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm saying is just because you're able to write a, a good like ten, 10 ways, 10 ways, uh, 10 types of things, 10 types of video, you can write a script for that. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to write the next, when you ask you to write for TV, you're going to write Game of Thrones, right? Or, mm-hmm. or anything similar. So, there's a very big gap in between. There's a very big skills gap in between. And, uh, you know, those who are blinded by their success because of the their success in social media and short-form content all like that, they think that everyone else is is doing it wrong and they are the only ones doing it right. And what they don't know is that yeah. five years later, there'll be another platform that supersedes theirs, overtakes theirs, and then they will be seen as the dinosaurs and like there's no skill involved and all the things like that, la, you know? So, so so you're saying it's mm. it's a cycle basically like and and you need to have a respect for for a platform and expertise that comes with, with you know building a portfolio on the platform as well and a lot of times so then, I find this sorry I just just trying to finish the thought. Yeah. a lot of times I find these uh yeah like these short form content creators they they yeah they don't really don't see the that you know making a film making a TV series is a totally different kind of medium that also needs to have its own uh, its own its own expertise yeah you know. mm. so but then okay so
0: um, what about the argument that okay assuming uh, i mean mr Beast's demographic they they do tend to skew young i think uh, skew more uh, male and and it basically it might be demographics who have not heard of Squid Game mm. I mean who have not watched. Okay, De- definitely have heard. Who maybe have not watched. Mm. If this is getting 115 million views, isn't that the argument that yo it just it just opened up a whole new uh segment or or demographic of people who even if like 10 percent have not watched Squid Game watching this maybe you get 10 million more viewers. Isn't that a big thing? Isn't that a great thing for the creators of Squid Game?
1: Uh, but they are, the, the the introduction to the world is a bastardized version of the of the world you know what I mean it's like I mean you hear a cover of Adele you go and listen to the original Adele song still got value eh? yeah yeah but then the well what if the, you, how about the you think about the downside what if the person hears that cover of Adele and thinks that oh if this is what Adele is like then every all Adele songs suck mm. you know? so, so mm, mm. as much as you can argue it's exposure it's good exposure but it also could be bad exposure right True, la, true. Yeah.
0: True. So So, so okay then, yeah.
1: then. then what about people
0: who maybe kind of uh sell those kind of Squid Game uh you know masks or artifacts or or anything that is is uh based on the show? Mm. Like I think now you can see Amazon or on Amazon also people selling stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean What do you think of that? I, I I guess it's there's probably some there's there is some copyright infringement, like, right, going on there. Mm. So that mm. is yeah, like, is there are people who are breaking the law and everything. But you know, if if, if you want to dress up your kid for Halloween, uh, in tribute in, in to pay an homage to the show and everything, I think no one's stopping you, like. I think that the line the line that, that most people draw is when you actually start making money from it, like, from your from your exploitation of the copyright and everything lah, like, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then that's where it's like, mm, it gets very shady. And, and also, uh, I mean, media is especially, is especially a grey area because, uh, sound like your a kid, a video of your kid going viral wearing a Squid Game thing, that brings, you know, you publicity and, and maybe your kid has become an influence or whatever. Okay, so that's a bit mm-hmm. of a grey area like whether it was commercial or not lah, like, right? But, and, but, and, but Mr. Beast, this one is, I mean, it's outright, you know, it's, he, he is like one of the top YouTube earners and everything. But we know that it, it, it does affect his bottom line. Huh? So, that means also like uh,
0: in some case, if it was a much smaller creator who did something that maybe, okay, less production scale but didn't get as many views, maybe it wouldn't maybe it wouldn't rub people uh, the wrong way as much. La.
1: Yeah. Uh, because
0: yeah. this is one of those things that, I mean, if you are selling, if you're custom-making Squid Game outfits – for like 10 sets and you're selling that chances are even Netflix is not going to clamp down on you yeah. um, that's why I'm wondering like for Netflix what's their take on this
1: because yeah. ultimately
0: the show Squid Game is probably their IP uh, someone else created it but the IP probably falls under them how do they see this uh, and that's what there's no news of, of how they feel or how the creator is reacting to it yeah. because 115 million views is fucking huge man
1: yeah, I mean, um, at some point, it's no longer really an homage, but it's sort of a rip-off, really, like, right?
0: I, yeah, I don't know when when it makes that uh, leap for me. Yeah. I think maybe, yeah, rip-off, because, because of the ad. Like. I think that, that, to me, was the big big changing, the game changer. Like, mm. like, holy shit, this is not even taking into account the money he's going to make from YouTube ads. Yeah. But having a sponsor behind your video immediately means that the fucking amount is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. Right. Huge. The only thing I don't agree with is the sentiment that, oh, how can you do a video like this that is, uh you know, kind of ironic given the philosophy of the show and what it was getting. I'm like, yeah, that one, I'm like, just yeah. shut up.
1: Bro. Just shut the fuck. Yeah, up. Uh. Yeah. No, I, I, all I would say is that Mr. Beast is a very talented YouTuber. La. He, he mm. I think he really knew how to grow and he grew so fast on the platform. So yeah. the, I guess the question is, like if you had three and a half million and you are Mr. Beast, why not? Try and create something original, right? Use that money mm. to really create something original that is your own that other people want to parody and, and, and create content from, right? as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but, I mean, it's like Star Wars, right? Like, you love Star Wars so much that your wish is to create a fan, a fan fiction Star Wars show. Who's going to stop you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I mean, it's, I'm curious what
0: other people think about this. I think, yeah, just go watch the video. Maybe you can skim through it to see the extent. The skill is really impressive, but I'm curious what people think about the overall philosophy behind it. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, man. But that brings us uh, to our one short comment. Our one short comment. Do you and have yours? You. Do you yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you go first. Uh, It was just... um, Just... uh. Actually just a few hours ago uh, that um mm. that uh, rack that underscore rack uh commented on our Andy Chen two three seven podcast. Said, Holy shit, mm. I just saw Harish and Terrence in public recognizing that man bun I immediately turned. I was so shocked I forgot to approach you guys and ask for a picture. So <laughs> yeah, I guess someone saw us in public, but um was so shocked that they didn't approach us to take a picture. Which is a pity. Because actually as much as yeah, we we rarely get approached. Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't get approached that much about our podcast lah in public. Mm. So 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 mm. most of the time my my interactions are with people over DM or anything, and uh, yeah la, I would love to you know uh, once in a while like bump to someone who also listens to podcasts and everything and, mm. and it's always cool to to put a face to certain names and things like that as well. La. So yeah, just just yeah. pointing out that if you see us in. In public, you know, uh yeah, do do come and say hi. We're all we're so all we yeah, we we don't bite lah. Like. That's the basic that's a basic uh thing.
0: Yeah. So I mean that was gonna be my uh one show uh oh, <laughs> comment oh, as oh, well. But never yeah, mind, it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. Um uh, but I mean uh, I guess that that, that is a testament <laughs> to the comment itself, Right? that it was on our both our list. Mm. But uh, one is uh, a comment that was sent to us as a mod mail. So mm. I, I won't identify the, the user because I'm guessing that's why they send the mod mail over Reddit. Mm. But basically, the message was, uh, I would like to thank you guys for the hard work on Yellow, But I enjoy listening to your podcast while driving as it feels like there's two clowns in my car roasting each other while having thought-provoking conversations at the same time. Mm. Two clowns in my car. That, that's, that's awesome, man. Mm. <laughs> so so I, I think that that's exactly kind of like what we set out to, to, to do la talk about shit that is important that matters but, but with a touch of comedy man. So yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be one of the two clowns.
1: Yeah, yeah. Clowns clowns are a bit scary, la, but okay, la, I think uh I <laughs> get I'll i take it as you mean like funny people. La. Yeah. Yeah man, yeah man. Right? Two clowns, two clowns, yeah. yeah. Imagine those right. eight, like, two of those eight clowns like, sitting in your back seat while you're driving. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: So if you're driving now, you know, alone, imagine two of those eight clowns uh right
1: behind you. Yeah, red balloon as well, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. And then now, the one the one shook thing for the week. And what is what is your
1: one shook thing to start the week? Uh actually I've been getting into this Netflix show that I've been hearing I've always heard good things about, but I I could never bring myself to watch it because it start um, the ex star from from Gossip Girl uh, one of the guys. So I had mm. I always had this feeling that like this got to be like some chick flick or something like that uh. But but um, mm. well, it's not man. It's actually pretty. It's pretty pretty addictive. Uh, it's the Netflix series You, starring Pen Pen Batchley, about oh uh, you got into it yeah eh? about the stalker about a, a guy who you know stalks uh, women he likes her uh. uh, mm. So I don't know. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Yeah, it. yeah. So I'm only just into season one, and I, as far as I know, it's you know it's already season three and going to four and everything. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh it's actually a lot darker, a lot um, more interesting than than I initially gave it credit for. Like at first, I thought it was just another one of those like uh, yeah, love sick puppy kind of roman- romantic 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 uh, dark romantic comedies or something like that. But it's not at all, man. So yeah, it's it's worth giving a try. If you open it kind oh. of thing, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah.
1: And there are two se- uh, three seasons, right? i uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. Three seasons already. Yeah. Mm. How about you? Okay, What's cool. your one shook thing?
0: My one shock thing is the YouTuber uh, Adrian Bliss mm. um who first kind of uh became popular on YouTube, I think about four years ago, when he he did like um very satirical uh vlog series over the course of a month called Vlog Member, Um and back then when vlogging was like one of the most popular popular categories uh, on YouTube, yeah, he just did his three to four minute videos, which was very really funny lah. Like, over the course of a month, and I think he didn't blow up blow up into millions of subscribers, but he was on he was like the YouTubers YouTuber like, A lot of the uh, the big YouTubers like Casey Neistat, Ben Brown, all said. They, they found that very, very interesting. La. Mm. Um, then he went quiet and then recently he's resurfaced uh, and he, he puts out a ton of YouTube shorts. Mm-hmm. which are like 30, 40, 50 second videos which are also what he uploads on TikTok but it's just so brilliant and so, so, sim- such simple comedy skits mm. uh, that are so hilarious la, and, and and I fucking love it and now he has blown up. He's got, he went from 100,000 plus subscribers to 1.24 million in like a, f- couple
1: of months mm. and i think he deserves it man cuz the videos are hilarious um yeah so you you are bliss for someone that you were very big on back in the during the vlogging era of youtube yeah right? yeah, yeah and and, yeah, and yeah. it's because he took a very he just he just poked fun at the whole the whole uh vlogging the whole vlogging trend right yeah exactly uh exactly. pretty amazing huh, that that he's managed to reinvent himself He's managed to reinvent himself uh, after all this time, huh? Yeah, and and yeah, that was back in 2015, and he went silent for
0: a long while, mm. and then boom, now he's back, and yeah, it's just funny videos on on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. It's the same video just uploaded across all three platforms, and yeah, kudos to him,
1: man. Powerful, powerful, wow, cool. That's uh, cool, man. A lot of uh, a lot of interesting creators that we featured on today's today's uh, program.
0: Yeah man. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first podcast of the week. So two more coming
1: to you uh soon. Yeah. Stay tuned. Bye bye.